Hello there. So we've now reached the uh, penultimate episode of Hawkeye. So I'm um, back with my review and spoiler talk. So as ever, the first part of this uh, recording will be just my general non-spoiler thoughts, just my general opinion, and then we'll go with warning and then we'll then delve deeper into spoilers. Then. So last week I mentioned how the uh, the rule seems to be the odd-numbered episodes, like the first and the third, were the ones that I liked the best, and the even-numbered ones were the ones that I didn't like so much. And happy to say that trend continues this week because this was a really, really damn good episode again. Probably about about equal because I think my favourite one beforehand was uh, episode three. But this is probably about equal with that, I would say. So, yeah, really good episode. Actually, it, it, it enhanced a lot. Got off to an absolute blazing start. First five minutes are incredible. And then... But I also managed to sustain the pace. Sometimes what the problem with the episodes that I haven't been so keen on has been pacing. This show, this week, just flew by. The time flew by. And even though there's not a ton of action in this week's uh, episode, there's only really one action scene in it, didn't matter because everything felt like it was moving forward. Like, my problem had been with episodes two and four had been, I felt they were a bit filler and a bit too much setting things up without really without any real payoff to it, but this time I do feel that the, the dialogue scenes and things were, were actually moving things forward and actually were fulfilling this time, and everyone's all set up for next week's finale incredibly well, so there you have it, that's just my non-spoiler thoughts on that, so uh, definitely I really like this week's episode, so I'm going to delve into spoilers now, so if you haven't seen it now, of course, now is the time either click off, or if you don't care about spoilers, but you just want to listen to me, fair enough, I appreciate that, but, so, so, like I said, got off to a great start, you've got, like, voiceovers coming over from Black Widow, and you've got, like, uh, Yelena, and some other uh, person comes into this woman's house, I think her name's Anna, and they try and, like, they, like, beat her up, and then try and give her the antidote for the widow thing, but it doesn't work on her, because um, she's obviously quite happy being an assassin for hire, so there you go. So she's not actually brainwashed in the whole assassin thing, in case you don't know that that antidote thing was from the Black Widow film that came out this year. And then she's, like, speaking to them or whatever. Yelena goes to lose the use the bathroom, and right out of nowhere, snapped. There she goes. But she comes and then she, well, this was really a brilliant effect because then literally seconds later she comes back. This is really the first time what we've seen what it's actually like to be from somebody's point of view to be snapped and then come back, like from the Thanos snap thing. I mean, you've seen people come back from it, like we've seen Monica Rambo come back from it at, in the beginning of one of the episodes of One Division, but you didn't see her going and then coming back right away. Essentially, that's what it would have been like for them. That, that was a great effect because you know you now know what it's like for them. Because for them, it's literally must have been seconds. It must have felt like seconds. But in in reality, or the reality within the television show, I'm not that much of a mark to think that it's real. But the reality of the television show is that she'd been away for five years. So, and then of course the surroundings start changing as well, which was a great effect because. Yeah, they must they must have decorated the bathroom at some point in that five years. So, ah, well, here you go. There you have it. Uh, and then she comes out. She sees uh, Anna. Anna's adopted a child as well at this point because, as well, the people, the, 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 the widows aren't allowed, they, they're not allowed to have kids or whatever. 
as well because that was one of the things they have like forced history, forced there. Uh, the, the the they get they're not able to have children and things like that and they started making jokes about that funny enough in the first in the Black Widow film which I thought was maybe Marvel taking their jokes a little bit too far but uh, whatever but and and she's speaking to Dan and she Yelena's talking about oh I need to let Natasha know I'm okay she's like ah well little does she know but there you go it sets everything up perfectly sets it up brilliantly uh so also as well we've got um. Uh, Yelena tracks um, uh, Kate Bishop back to her house. We've got this great. See, this is quite a long dialogue scene and everything like that, but it worked. It actually worked. It felt like we were delving a bit deeper under the character, underneath the skin of the characters, moving things forward. It never felt slow. It actually felt rewarding, and it was just. I felt like it was actually meaningful and actually worked well. So I didn't. I know what will probably happen. A lot of these YouTubers that think everybody's a Mary Sue and all that shit will start turning around saying, "Oh yeah, we have a big long dialogue scene with the two women. Oh, this is woke." That's... And to be honest, I think some people are looking for agendas when they're not there. Sometimes there are obvious agendas in certain things. It's like, but I really don't think it's here. And certainly as well with the James Bond films on No Time to Die, people were desperate for it. It's like a lot of these people were almost certain it was going to be woke when for months on end and then the film came out and it was like, yeah, it really isn't. It really isn't. And it's kind of, But they'll probably keep banging that drum that it was. And it's the same here. That's what I would say. But these were great scenes as well. You've got... Um, this is the first time kind of like Hayley Steinfeld has actually played second fiddle in this series because she's really been the star of the show it really has been it's been in a way her vehicle in many ways even though the show is called Hawkeye it's been her vehicle to get Kate Bishop known to the general audience and she's done a brilliant job of it she's been fantastic she was still fantastic here but this was more the Yelena show in that sense and Florence Pugh really is knocking out of the park in this she, she like really stole Black Widow from Scarlett Johansson in, in many ways uh, and here again, she's absolutely killing it. Absolutely killing it. She's got incredible charisma, real likability, absolute star. She's brilliant. The more we see of her in the MCU, the better, quite frankly. So there's that. And we've also got more when um, uh, when uh, Clint Barton goes to uh, the monument at Times Square where the big battle in the first Avengers films took place. And... He's talking as if he's, it's as if he's visiting Natasha's grave. He's like talking to her and he even like apologises for what he has to do. Pulls the hood up. We know the Ronin's coming back. At least for the time being at least. This was a great scene. And, and as I've said, no, even though in many ways it has been Hayley Steinfeld's vehicle, in many ways she has been the star of the show, the actual title character really got his chance to shine. And uh, Jeremy Renner absolutely killed the scene. It's fantastic, great acting. To be fair as well, he's even though in many ways it, it does feel like he has sometimes played a little bit second fiddle to Kate Bishop in this in his own show. Sometimes, whenever he gets a moment like this, he always knocks it at the park. Same with last week when he had that scene. Even though I wasn't the biggest fan of last week's episode, there was that great scene when they were talking about how he, he when he was talking about Natasha too, Kate, it actually really he he absolutely killed that there and even better this week. So. Big thumbs up for this. So uh, we also get to the, the point where he's, uh, um, you've really got the 
the echoes, like goons driving about in the van, shoots the arrow through with a, a note on it saying to meet him uh, where she first met the Ronin. So we've got, we come to there, this was a fantastic scene, this was like the one action scene in the film, uh, the show, sorry, the episode this week, when... What was great as well, there was a part where uh, Clint was basically picking them off off screen, quite off the like the the guards or the goons, the heavies, whatever you want to call them. Uh, that was very similar in many ways. I have to shout out uh, Paul from Heavy Spoilers for this. He mentioned this when I on his video, and I've got to like give credit. I never really thought about this until he mentioned it, but it's actually true. A the Batman. It's like the moment, reminiscent of the moment in Batman Begins, when you first, the first Batman scene, he's like picking people off one by one, and then so that that was reminiscent of that. So that was good. That that worked really well. And then starts fighting with Echo, things like that, and then he he gets her down. It looks like he's about to kill her. Has the sword up, reveals his face, and. Essentially, though, he basically says, look, leave my family alone. I'll let you go, leave my family alone, whatever. Because he was speaking to his wife, Laura, earlier on. There's something's going to get revealed with her next week, I'm sure of it. Because you're, you're having these little cryptic conversations, so there's got to be some sort of payoff. I'd, I'd best next week, there's something more to it than that. I think there's been something more in the past with her. Apparently, there's what there was stuff with his wife in the comics, so which I'm not familiar with. But again, it was Paul from Heavy Spoilers on his YouTube video that talked about that. So there's probably going to be some sort of payoff from that. So we'll see anyway. Uh, anyway, she they start fighting again. She looks like she's going to kill him, and then Kate shoots the arrow at her. Her and then knocks that out of the hand. So no doubt YouTube, YouTube, uh, YouTubers will start shouting about, "Oh my God, Kate Bishop's a Mary Sue!" Oh no, because she like saved his life for once, even though it's usually the other way about. But <laughs> never mind. But uh, yeah, so that that was really good, really effective, great stuff here. And then we've got the ending with the big reveal. It's like Yelena takes uh, Kate to say to let her know who it was that hired. Hired her to kill Clint Barton because forgot to mention in the scene earlier, she's talking about how she's coming to kill Clint, and she, she's and earlier on Kate's like, well, oh, you can't do that. He's a great guy and things, and she's like, well, how long have you known him? And then Kate's like, oh, about a week. <laughs> like, yeah, fair enough. But you know, uh, but now she sends a text with a picture, uh, and it was her mother, Eleanor Bishop, that hired Kate to that hired Yelena to kill Clint which is a good little red, red herring because in the uh, Black Widow post-credit scene it's uh, Val comes up, you know, for the Julia Louis-Dreyfus character who was in Falcon and the Winter Soldier comes up to basically say this is the guy that killed your sister with a picture of Clint so what's probably happened is Eleanor probably hired her first and then Yelena was like, no, I'm not doing it. But then when Val came with that picture, then she's actually went to do it. So it was a bit of a red herring. Val didn't hire her. It was all Eleanor, which kind of proves this. It was pretty obvious there was something not right with her. And then you see a picture, and Eleanor's with the Kingpin, played by Vincent D'Onofrio. I've never seen the Daredevil series. I must admit, I need to catch up on that. I've heard great things about it. But uh, there was a lot of theories going about it. it was going to be the Kingpin. There was a big clue earlier on when Clint was on the phone to his wife and he talked about the big guy. 
Yeah, there was a big hint there, and he wasn't talking about Ryback. Yeah, <laughs> the big guy. But, uh, yeah, there you go. So, yeah, really good episode. Thoroughly enjoyed it, and it's all set up perfectly for next week, for next week's finale. So, hopefully, it breaks the, the cycle of the odd and even thing that I seem to have going. Hopefully, this time we'll get the even-numbered episode that I really like. But, there you have it. So, overall, good stuff then. Really enjoyed it. So, set up nicely for next week. So, I'll be back with a review of that next week as well. So, there you have it. Thanks ever so much for taking the time to listen and goodbye.